welcome, welcome everyone. This is the Catch Up With Thyself. My name is Chloe Pierre and you are in for a treat. Today, our whole focus is financial wellness and we're very proud to be hosting this show with Foundation FM. Uh, a little bit about financial wellness. What it refers to is the overall financial health of an individual and is sometimes used interchangeably with financial well-being. So in this show, we want to help you get more comfortable about talking about your money, your finance, your relationships with finance, your relationships with financial well-being and ultimately your personal mental health. So conversations like this will hopefully change our personal outlooks, our luck, our friendship circles, our relationships, workplaces <laughs> and communities for the better so thank you for joining us we're going to go into one more song and then we're going to introduce you to our amazing guests Hey, 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 hey,
Yes, people, we are back in the building and I'm so excited to do this talk today because financial health and financial wellness has been top of my priority list when starting thyself way back two years ago. Um, so today I've got my two guests. I'm going to let them introduce themselves because they're like, you know, we can only do our best when we're talking about ourselves. So, um, yeah, so. Ella, would you like to go first? Yeah, sure. So I am Ella. I am a financial consultant um, specializing in insurance, um, specifically for people. So that's personal protection, business protection. I mean, you name it, I cover it. Um, and yeah, it's just basically just trying to change the narrative. It's not something that we speak about. It's not something that we want to speak about. Um, can always sometimes sound a bit morbid, putting in place measures for the unforeseen. But it's just like I said, changing that narrative, putting in place things to avoid the unforeseen and then yeah just getting organized really and protecting yourself exactly future proofing is my word or my term for 2020 so let's go selena oh hi everyone so my name is selena flavius i am the founder of the financial coaching platform called black girl finance um we were founded to get women talking about all things money so talking about money thinking about money working on financial goals uh we have the website we have the podcast black girl finance podcast and also we have the book coming out called black girl finance let's talk money so which i will be buying and sharing so so it's all about empowering women when it comes to their finances amazing I i love that so can you tell me like both of you like whoever wants to go first tell me a little bit about your personal journey if you can or if you don't mind with finance with financial wellness and like what got you to your careers today like what started you off like what was your interest because I'm not going to lie to you finance I've run away from it for years I've avoided any kind of involvement with it (laughs) until it got to too late and here I am yeah (laughs) you're not alone I'm I'm surviving yeah good good. (laughs) that's good Um, I mean just my own personal journey and a lot of what I talk about is based on my own personal financial journey so um, like most people I you know went to uni and started to accumulate debt in the form of kind Mm. of overdraft and credit card etc and then I went out into the big wide world and ended up 
and ended up um, just working payday to payday. And it took me a long time to realize that I was working kind of payday to payday yeah. and not really managing money. Um, so the book and just everything I do with Black Finance is about that kind of journey, that transition from not being uh, kind of mindful about what I was doing with money. So not really thinking about it uh, and then going through a whole kind of 360 whereby I am, you know, able to save um you know, budget, pay off debt and invest. So it's all that whole kind of journey, um, which is so important for us women to do. And it's important, you know, for, for a number of reasons. Um, number one, I felt I created Black Girl Finance because I felt like um, within the community, mm. uh, we don't talk about money often. Um, if we do talk about money, it tends to be about just saving or saving for a rainy day, which is fine. We need to do that. But it's a lot more than that. Um, so I wanted to create a platform to encourage women to do more than just save. And then um, just to statistics around you know the uh, gender pay gap the ethnicity pay gap mm. I'm all about looking into that to, looking into those um, things um, and again that's another reason why I created the platform because um, we are impacted by the intersectionality intersectionality of it all and it's important to be aware of that and also do things to ensure that we're not just saving and being okay with money we're thriving we're allowing our money to work for us so yes yeah that's beautiful um, yeah I love everything you just said <laughs> um, Ella tell me a little bit about you mine's pretty similar actually I was the same just kind of was coasting through life I was the person I'd get paid and yeah. then I wouldn't check my bank account for a good few days because it was oh, like you know that I dread. got paid, didn't I yeah so I'm okay and then a week it, it would kind of like settle in oh, but maybe you might want to check now because yeah. the embarrassment of not checking in the card getting declined is real yes. so yeah I was always in like that cycle paycheck to paycheck and then funny enough I actually had a friend um, that I had review my policy already had life insurance because I had bought a property okay. um, and then had a friend review my policy and the breakdown of our consultation literally just like it flipped my mind we did like an income and expenditure um sort of like calculation and then it kind of dawned on me that through different phases of my life I'd gone through different elements that actually had I had had cover in place they would have been a lot easier to navigate mm. um, and so it really really changed my perspective and then it kind of gave me a whole new understanding like I've had family pass away without cover in place with cover in place so it kind of just and allowed you see me the difference massive difference yeah. so it kind of gave me like a real big perspective and was like hold on this is more than just having you know insurance this is having insurance so then I don't have to rely on savings this is having insurance so I don't have to worry about living paycheck to paycheck this is having insurance so I don't have to worry about you know if my son's going to be provided if anything mm. happens so like I said it was a massive massive change in perspective and then I've literally just been in the industry ever since and like um, what Selena was saying it's about changing that narrative as well in different cultures and communities it's not spoken about enough mm. um, people don't want to speak about it um, and at the end of the day there are disparities within different communities and it's a case of understanding why and what can we do you know if we can't do everything then what can we do to help try and minimize that gap yeah um, so yeah I love That's that it. whoa so I was speaking to my partner last night and you just touched base on that. Do you think that your mindset around policies and having life insurance and all of these things and steps in place, do you think that changed once you had your son? Um, now, I'd had already had cover in place because I bought a property. Right, yes. Um, and then after, so I had cover in place for that, but didn't really seek any advice, just went online, basically got cover and was like, oh, fantastic, I'm an adult now, you know, I've bought a property mm -hmm. and I've got life insurance and fantastic. 
fantastic. And then, of course, it was like, oh, okay, well, I've got specific cover, so I probably need to update it accordingly so that way something can be implemented for my son as well. And then it was only through having that conversation. I had never heard of income protection. And then it was like, but literally a year prior I'd been signed off work because I was off sick and I was off sick for three months three months after just having bought my house so it was like four months into actually paying a mortgage right. and I was signed off work didn't have nothing in place and was relying on the bank of mum and dad because it was like how, my, how is my mortgage going to get paid on statutory sick pay mm-hmm. which is like £94 a week I don't know who the government think is going to survive off £94 a week has it ever changed? Is it, uh, like, I mean I'm sure it changed yeah. <laughs> like 92 93 now it's like £94 so yeah. it's ridiculous ridiculous so that was when I was like wait this this stuff actually exists Mm. so um yes I guess my son was kind of like the catalyst yeah but then having now been in the industry and when you understand things about like premiums and how they remain the same throughout the cost of your policy if I'd got cover from when I was like 18 like the comparison to what I'm paying now would be a fraction of the price right and so yeah it's just about again it's just about having that conversation there is a big misconception like oh you should only get cover if you have a property or if you have a child no no no, no guys get cover now just right. period because it's so much more affordable and like I said I was one of those people I didn't have anything in place and I found myself where I was signed off work um, didn't have anything like I said I've had family pass away with cover without cover so I've seen all of the different elements mm-hmm. um like the same with my dad my dad's like had critical illnesses where he could have got a payout but he didn't have cover in place because his cover had then expired so and we go to professionals you know if you there's something wrong with your car you go to an, the, the garage don't you because you can't fix it so you go to the garage if you know if you need to go and get something fixed you go to professionals but I think we rely on a lot of word of mouth if it's even there you know sometimes we're not having I the conversation with cultural communities speaking as a black woman as a come, coming from a Caribbean background it's a lot of like well literally he say she say so yeah, kind of sure. stuff yeah it's and it's that you're testing fate if you yeah. yeah yeah and the problem with that is Definitely. that it could be outdated it might not yeah. be right at all yeah you know and that's the problem that is the problem we go to professionals for everything else you know yeah okay your friend might be able to do your hair but you know that you're going to get a certain level of service if you go to the actual hairdressers it's the same for certain finances so do you think that I'm now just going off on a tangent but I think this is what the show is for like so just everyone just get in Um, do you feel that oh do you know what I do this all the time I get so excited (laughs) and then I like forget what I was going to say we're just going to have to go past it it was such a good one as well oh my god I'm just really excited to have this conversation and to touch base on things that you know people might want to hear so later on in the show we'll go through the questions that we got sent on Instagram and stuff like that today Oh, I'm so annoyed with myself. I knew this was going to happen. That's why I'm like typing at the same time. Um, okay, so how did you guys get into like this area of finance? Because I know that as females, like the financial industry is very like dominated by men. So it's really amazing to see you women in it and to see more women going into it. And I'm aware that that is starting to level out, especially when it comes to fintech. Um but how did you get into it? Did you, yeah, how did you get into it? Like you're, are you both regulated? Yeah. Um, no, I do financial coaching. So okay, it's like yes. different. It's yeah. just talking about my own like personal financial mm. experiences to coach women. Yeah. Um, so I don't give financial advice. Right. I'm not regulated to be able to do that. So yeah, this is all it. new to me. Because I'm yeah. like, oh, okay. Well, yeah. Plenty like, of people 
giving advice about oh, it. yeah well yes yeah, so yeah. people shouldn't be and so I'm really clear with my clients it's not financial advice it's just financial coaching I'm not going to suggest a product like yeah. you know Ella will be able to suggest an actual right. product for you I, I don't do that I might show women a strategy to be able to you know pay down debt to save you know where they can get information about investing and, and kind of what things to think about and what things to look at but I won't say you know invest in this product or and so on and so forth so that's the difference between a financial coach and I guess a financial advisor yeah um yeah what do you think about finding like so going online and I know that there are so many different platforms like yours and others that give financial tips maybe or advice in some way shape or form do you think it's hard do you like I'm just thinking as someone that is scared of any kind of chat around finance numbers anything like that I've always been notoriously scared of it do you find that going online and finding information is easy or do you think that it's some way to go in terms of making it more accessible for people like myself who I think there's different levels to it, yeah. basically. So you can get some information free online to get you going, to get you started. But as you start building wealth and as your, you know, maybe your financial circumstances get a bit more complicated, then it's probably advisable to get go and speak to a regulated, um, you know, insurance broker. Uh, I certainly wouldn't set up insurance without speaking to an insur- insurance broker, for example. Yeah. Um, just like it's just like mortgage advice, you wouldn't go and just, you know, go online and you know, sort out your mortgage mm-hmm. um, and the same for investing, particularly, you know, saving, budgeting, um, you know, there's a lot of information that, you, you know, to get you going and there's free charities that help you to pay down debt and to, you know, start saving, etc. Like and things like that. But for the, you know, the more complex or the more money you get, then it's definitely advisable to go and speak to a financial advisor or, you know, an insurance professional or a mortgage professional you know it just depends on the levels basically yeah and I think it's a case where it's like not one size fits all as Mm. well so I think I think yeah you're like what Selena was saying it's definitely a case of there's different levels there's going to be a lot of information that's not necessarily available um but then through the likes of things like social media like we've seen how so many people's lives are accessible and now people mm-hmm. are changing profiles where they're actually delivering information and specified content so I think in some aspects it is readily available it just depends on what you're looking for as well and if you come across one profile what that individual is doing may not necessarily work for you but keep going Um, and I think also start small so if you're seeing someone that has like maybe a savings technique in place and you know that you're not comfortable in being able to speak to family or friends about how to take care of your money you can implement maybe that small technique without it having much harm Mm -hmm. and then if it doesn't work you know you can move on to someone else and it's just a case of understanding that you know even myself as an advisor I've got clients that probably won't come to me but they'll go to someone else just because they find that person more relatable and that's absolutely fine Mm. and it's about understanding that that's okay you know just keep on going until you find something or someone that works for you right yeah that's basically the journey isn't it Um, that's I guess leads us back into financial wellness so I've explained what it means but what does it mean specifically to you guys what does financial wellness look like mean to you and look like to you um for me i think it's um 
being as transparent as possible with your finances. And I think it's no different to how you may assess your own health. You know, we can all go to work Monday to Friday and sort of mentally check ourselves and say, okay, right, I'm feeling tired. Or, um, but if I go out tonight, you know, am I going to be pushing it too far? Or if I have another drink, your finances should be no different. Mm -hmm. You know, this added expense is it really necessary what what's it what's going to be the outcome if i actually make this expense if your finances are feeling a bit strained well that's when you then need to pull out your bank statements and do a review on all of your direct debits you've got goals you may have personal goals the same way you can have financial goals what does that look like what are the steps that you need to implement in order to achieve them what are the measures you need to put in place if it doesn't go right you know so i think for me it's just being about being incredibly transparent about where you are where you want to be and literally everything in between and what you can do to navigate that journey as you go along mm. i love that yeah i'd say it's similar to um what ella's just said um i mean personally for me it's about getting rid of that stress and anxiety that you might be feeling around your money and finances so um you know if you are experiencing stress and anxiety around money if you know you're elated on payday but you know two weeks later you feel stressed because mm -hmm. you know maybe perhaps you've run out of money it's important to understand why that's happening so then taking the time and do that review so that's kind of one end of the spectrum on the other end of this of the spectrum it's about you know having the money to be able to live the kind of life and do the kind of things that you want to be able to do a lot of us are um you know restricted and perhaps you know careers that we want to go into or relationships that we're in or you know just circumstances that we're in because we're kind of restricted due to and it may it may not necessarily be a lack of money it may be just how you're handling how you're handling the money perhaps you haven't mm -hmm. taken the time to stop and think okay what am i doing with it where is it going am i directing the money that i earn into the things that you know are going to bring me real kind of happiness and value yeah. um it's about kind of kind of understanding how you feel getting hopefully getting rid of that stress and anxiety um and just you know you know using your money to to give you the lifestyle and the life and doing the things that you want to do that's yeah. what it means to me um i think that's beautiful and i've definitely i can resonate with everything that you both said um I'm just overwhelmed, you know. I'm just so excited to be here. <laughs> um, so before we get into the next part of the chat, do you want to put us into your first song choice, Ella? Okay. And tell um, us why you picked this. Oh, well, this is a hard one because I, I like everything. Um, okay, so I chose Burner Boy and Stormzy Real Life um, because Burner, I just love him, if I'm just going to be honest. Yeah. I just love him. Love I, went to, I went and viewed him in concert and it was like my life changed. I heard about this. I heard about this. Yeah. Oh, my God. Gosh, like I've been to concert before. Like I've even seen Beyonce in concert, but yeah. Burner Boy in concert yeah. is the next level. <laughs> and then Stormzy, who doesn't love him? So the two of them together, like every time I listen to this song, I feel happy. I feel like I can take on the world. Um, so yeah, this is why I like real life. <laughs> it ain't like you hearing it and it's like moving you. You know, music is, in the music you making is life. And it's like new life. It's important for me to understand the state of mind in the life you live and, and where you're, you know, where you're at right now. On the plan, surprise, surprise is the president. Can't you see that I'm in my element? I might just decide to slide on my enemies. I go along on a glide for the hell of it. I bring a different vibe when I'm stepping in. If a nigga ain't right, I'm correcting it. 
Everybody know for sure I'ma take it there So cause it isn't out your eyes when you message it I never subscribe to guys on the internet Living for the clouds and the lies to the press again Better don't take me for the fool I never been no. Don't bother with lies, I'm wise when I'm checking them I'm redirecting them back to this and them Then you go see reality, go start arresting them Bill and say them no here when I was telling them But life real, I ain't living like the rest of them Yes, we are blessed, but it's harder to see sometimes Trying to find my peace of mind You said, how could you be so blind, baby? You just follow your dreams and live your life I give you something to believe in I'ma be the reason, so please Please stay So you won't leave Real life is for living But the price you've been given is not cheap people yes we're back and the conversation just gets deeper and deeper there's no end to it i don't think um i was saying to the ladies here that we might have to make this a three-part show so frankie what are you saying (laughs) (laughs) um it's crazy so what are the most popular topics when talking about money like what kind of things do people ask you a lot like what are those kind of faqs I, I get a lot of people that want to start investing. Um, you know, investing is, I guess, it's a massive thing. And, and as women, we do need to be investing more. There's some research that shows that, you know, women tend to invest in, well, not invest, they tend to kind of use cash ices, whereas men tend to invest more in investment ices. And um, just due to the kind of pay gaps and, you know, pensions gaps and things like that, we need to be investing, making money work for us. So, mm. you know, I, I I welcome that women want to talk about investing and, and want to know about how to invest. It's super, super important for, for us to do. Um, but yeah, so investing, or it just depends on the circumstances. It could be anything. It could be wanting to save. It could be wanting to pay off debt. Um, yeah, but investing's a big 
thing and obviously with the apps like you mentioned earlier about fintechs lots yeah. of you know apps coming out that people can use to get started get started so yeah it's a big thing it's quite easy to do now with the apps i feel like i know this is another part of the conversation and i'm going to be jumping between this whole agenda but there's a lot of conversation around these um apps where you can invest and stuff yeah. but i think a lot of people what i understand both male and female i literally had a conversation with someone about it yesterday they feel as if they are using these apps but they're not putting enough money into them yeah mm-hmm. is that even a thing because me personally i just think well as long as you're doing it it's something if you had more to give you probably would yeah i think it yeah i mean if you're getting started you have to i guess put in an amount that you're okay to perhaps lose because obviously with investing things don't always go right so that's mm. a consideration at the same time don't you know be putting in you know you know half of your money if it means that you're going to be left without you know with the basics so it's, it's a balance you know you have to have you know you have to cover your essential bills you have to cover your wants and you have to cover your um you know your, your savings and future and invest in so it's always i think it depends on individual circumstances but you know if you are if you have an amount that you can start with nothing wrong with starting with with where you're at and that's perfect with everything anyway mm. you start where you're at don't feel pressured to you know to do more. Put your whole wage in yeah to you know cryptocurrency and then you know that's yeah and then boom yeah <laughs> <laughs> what about you Ella what do you think oh my gosh yeah my frequently asked questions are yeah there are a lot I get a lot <laughs> from different providers to you know like affordability um a big one is pre-existing health conditions like if you can still get cover if you've got pre-existing health conditions um the answer is yes there's cover available for everyone um and then what else is there like knowing if like providers are going to pay out and that's a a big Uh misconception but they're a business at the end of the day and they pride themselves on five-star service as would anyone so you know several people have signed up to a provider and no one's paying out or no one's getting paid from a claim no one's going to want to sign up with them again in the future so Mm. That's actually a big misconception. Plus, every financial product, um, if advised by someone who's regulated, is backed by the FCS. So, you know, like you're covered if the worst was to go wrong. So just maybe like as an FYI for anyone else that is out there and you're going to speak to an advisor, you know, ask them, are they regulated or who they work on behalf of? Like, how would their money be protected? Just those sorts of things. And I think that helps to take the pressure off if you are doing something that you don't maybe necessarily have a lot lot of knowledge or experience with. Um, So, yeah, those are probably the most key. One of the questions I mentioned to you during the break was like, what kind of culture, like culturally... I could say culturally, because culturally doesn't mean it's not based on like one yeah. specific group. Yeah. yeah, it could be behaviors or anything. So, culturally, what puts people off going to find a financial advisor? Like, I'm not gonna lie to you, I, I worked in a bank. Okay. Imagine me working in a bank. I never tell anyone about this. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> they couldn't wait to see the back of me and I couldn't wait to see the back of them. <laughs> and um, it just wasn't my forte. But working in those spaces i knew that i had access to like financial advisors being in that space and i still didn't use them so what kind of things kind of put people off i think just um just i'll I'll tell you about my background so i'm from a a caribbean background my mum 
was born in St. Lucia. She oh my God, where's St. Lucia? Yes, St. Lucia, yeah. I didn't know you were St. Lucia, oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, my mum, she came over and she just worked really diligently, really hard, just got on with things. So she mm-hmm. wasn't talking about money. You know, I remember asking her, you know, how much do you make, mum, as a kid? And she gave me that look, you know, like, don't ask. I'm not telling you. It's not, you know, you don't need to know type thing. Yeah. And um, I guess that was kind of just... I just saw her get on, you know, I saw her just get on with things, work hard. She got on the property ladder. She took care of us mm. um, just silently and quietly, yeah. which, you know, she set examples, you know, hard work, you know, getting on with things, you know, wanting to get on the property ladder, all of that kind of kind of things come from her. Um, but just the kind of money management skills, other than, like I said, you know, her saying, you know, save for a rainy day. Yeah. Um, and... and and obviously having things like the partner because I was literally spent, partner, I spent yes. the whole oh night gosh. talking this yes, with my boyfriend partner, yeah you brought yeah. that up yes yeah absolutely partner I used to call was... it a partner I was like mum when are you doing the partner she used to look at me like mind your own business <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> and now I think she was saying you don't even know how to say it right like yeah. come out of big, big people's yeah. business so. and that's exactly come yeah. out of big people's business yes so then you go out into the big wide world and you've not been told you know to save what percentage to save you know that's the kind of question you get when you talk to people about saving you know what percentage what should I be saving mm-hmm. um, you know um, and then you're kind of just winging it you know and yeah. equally my mum had to wing it she didn't have her parents there to tell her what to do how mm-hmm. to do it and, and she did well and I guess for me it's just about you know taking it to the next level if that makes sense for yeah. finances so for me that's why it's not just okay save it's about you know investing and just making sure you know you've got money for a rainy day and, and just making sure that you're using your money to live the life that you want rather than not you know rather than just working hard because because we all work hard you know I, I don't know many people that don't if i'm being completely honest um yeah. i think you're in the right circles <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um so yeah you just have to i think for me just just lack of conversation around it and it's a, a comment that i hear from the women that i speak to often you know no one you know we just didn't talk about it in the household mm. um so yeah so i think i think that's why so that's why we don't necessarily go and see a financial advisor because my mom's never probably never gone to see a financial advisor apart from a specific product so maybe um you know about getting a mortgage or Mm. you know getting insurance but i'd say other than that no yeah it's about taking it to that next level for me so Mm. are you you know speaking to a financial advisor are you you know once you've built up your money you know how you know get them to tell you how to invest it you know Yeah, I think I'd add to that. That yeah, well, um, yeah. With my clients, the main thing that they say when they haven't taken out cover already is we just didn't speak about it. Mm. And that's and of course my clients all come from different backgrounds, and that yeah. is the number one thing. We just didn't speak about it. Yeah. I just didn't know this existed. Yeah. And they can be on you know like really healthy salaries. If you take yeah. like the average UK salary of thirty k, and they're like double, triple that, and they're just like I just didn't know. We just didn't speak about it. Yeah. Um, so I think it can vary. I think in terms of like, um, say like more English backgrounds, they're far more open to it. They just didn't necessarily know. Maybe um, like Asian backgrounds, and I'm just speaking purely just, from my yeah. clientele. Yeah. Um, Asian backgrounds, they're very more, they're more cautious in terms of the product and trying to understand how it's going to work for them. <clears throat> but they're entirely open. So they know that they need the product. They know that they want the product. They just want to know like every specific detail, mm. um, how it's going to work in relation to their finances. You know, like what the, for example, what the total cost is going to be over the entire length of the policy. Right. And and then maybe speaking from like African and black communities, it's just a case of 
am I sure I really need this? Mm. You know, like, and I think it's just because of lack of knowledge yeah. and lack of communication. Like what you were saying, your mum was saying, you know, oh, mum, how much do you earn? Mind your business. Yeah. Because I think as well, when you're coming from communities that are so that are in essence at a disadvantage in comparison to others, others yeah. you're already equipped with that hustle mindset so it's mm. like I don't worry about what I'm earning I just need to get up and do what I've got to do every day Yeah, and so anything in excess of that that can potentially take you off track yeah. is like is is something it's that, foreign yeah it's foreign it's potentially unnecessary mm. you know you've got your blueprint you're doing what works for you a lot of people as well that have like come over in the 60s from like the BAME communities their way of being able to level up was through buying property yeah so even just things like that it's like hold on I've got my set goal I need to buy property, have this in place. No one's now ready to start talking about life insurance and critical illness cover and, you know, all of these additional expenses and Mm. because you're just trying to get to work and make ends meet. Yeah. Um, So I think, yeah, it's definitely a lack of conversation, lack of knowledge um, and then just being open. I think religion plays a big factor as well. Um, Why? Just just, going to play devil's advocate. um, So... Um, more so maybe in like the BAME communities because let's just say their faith is um, more prevalent in the home. Of course, if it's prevalent and then, you know, you've got something like life insurance which is talking about you know what the outcome is going to be if someone passes away it's not something that you necessarily and then they will say something like you know like Jesus is my insurance and it's like no one is saying that he's not (laughs) but I'm just saying Jesus isn't going to cover the funeral costs like maybe he'll bless you in another way yeah but it's just about being realistic and saying okay at the end of the day like these are the facts like Jesus hasn't set up a next of kin to take care of yeah. the children and you know it's like those adverts that I hear I used to hear them those life insurance ones all the time but I never like like mentally locked into them it was white noise until, I, until <laughs> I'm now an adult that I'm like I hear it and I'm like I heard you the first time stop talking to me now like, I'm gonna do it <laughs> like it was that's the kind of experience that I have now but I like it's not that I like what they say but it's really important seeing some of my friends' parents pass without life insurance and seeing you see the families pages coming up yeah and, you know and, and families not- break breaking down that's why relationships yeah. was another thing that I added on this because it's very like very much linked to finances yeah. so mm. family trying to you know get together and decide who's going to arrange it all and who's going to yeah, collect all yeah. the money and you know it's, that, it's and that's an a real thing and but stressful situation and I think again I think it's just become common now. Like yeah. I've had an aunt pass away and it was just second nature, right? Who's got money? Who can ship in? Let's let, we've got to lay her to rest. And, and you also, know, like, can we like, put it out there? It's really expensive. Yeah. For fu- like funerals are so expensive. Yeah. And the cost Absolutely. is like, we're talking like yeah, minimum yeah. 10, right? Easily. Yeah. 10K, that is 10,000 smackaroos. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. And not a lot of people always appreciate that, Mm. that that's how much it costs. And then, you know, depending on what your background is or, you know, like what your cultural preference is, it's 10,000 just to lay someone to rest. But then what about the reception? Yeah. What about the food, the the, drink, the 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 catering, the drink, the this, the spaces, the churches, if you know, churches cost, priests are not free. Yeah. And (laughs) (laughs) believe. And even now you can't even necessarily get a church of preference. Now it's a case of where there's space. And then you might end up paying more because 
because it's in certain postcodes and certain plots and mm. so yeah there's so many things you don't want to think about it yeah, yeah, yeah head 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 but isn't the plot that detailed there's only a certain amount of people that they can put in there as well mm-hmm. um, and you can like kind of forward plan so like you can do like you know I literally don't know the details. I'm learning a little bit it. not because I want to because yeah. it's becoming much more of an open conversation in Which terms of my yeah. communities yeah like I've been to funerals like my whole life like mm. my family didn't keep me away from funerals but I didn't really understand the politics behind it I yeah. could see I remember seeing people argue yeah and not understanding why they're arguing, why they're arguing or yeah. when, as soon as the funeral's over no one's talking yeah right? mm-hmm. and it's sad it's really sad yeah well we're gonna pick up the vibe a little bit now guys but but you know what that's a necessary something that we have to deal with like we can look at the positives is that we're having this conversation now so whoever's locked in like this is a positive this is what you're going to be taking out from this you can have these conversations with said people in your life your families your friends even your colleagues like this is for you so yeah um so yeah some of the popular topics um someone actually said when it comes to business um i have no idea what financial awareness means but finance is the main thing that gives me like savage anxiety especially Mm -hmm. when it comes to business so what tips would you have i know that you're in insurance but you can maybe speak roundabout Mm -hmm. about you know especially i a lot of thy self followers are going to be entrepreneurs or people with small businesses so I mean, I can talk about my experience of going from, um, you know, being an employee to, uh, you know, a, a self-employed person yeah. um, and have my own business. And it's important to get an accountant. I've got my accountant. It's important to ask as many questions as possible. No question is, is silly. Yeah. Um, and just make sure that you're aware of everything that you need to do as a, as a self-employed person or as yeah. a business owner, whether it's a limited company, etc. It's important that you are on the ball. Um, yeah. I don't think, you know, if your, your business is important to you, it's something that you cannot, um, uh, you know, kind of avoid, basically. Um, you know, there, there are things such as, you know, um, you know, after the first year of being in business, if you're a limited company, you have to, I forgot what it's called. It's a statement to, of account. That's it. Yeah, you have to do that. Um, and if you don't do that, you know, you spent a year toiling at your business and, and, you know, doing all the hard work. If you don't do that, then, you know, you don't want the business to be dissolved. So it's yeah. so, so important to do, to take, to have that mindset shift yeah. um, away from the employee whereby you don't necessarily have to think about it. To, it's already done for you. But yeah. then, you know what, I definitely signed on contracts that I didn't read fully yeah. i didn't understand things well as when i was an employee so mm-hmm. yeah and, and that's true it's, i'm not saying that when you're an employee you know it's done for you so every decision that you kind of i guess give to your employer is the but right the application one. it's like the admin is kind of done for you yeah essentially. exactly yeah. the admin is done for you um but i just think it's fairly important to be very conscious and, mm-hmm. and just make sure you seek advice and help if you are unclear or unsure about anything and just ask a question a good accountant you know a good advisor of any kind would would be happy to answer any questions and ensure that you know what what you're doing basically should you be charged for these questions do you think if you've got an accountant yeah you'd be charged no yeah over yeah. like for each like so no not no not for each question but yeah. i think your accountant would you know be charging so you for a specific service but at the same time if you've got a question if you're unsure of anything they should answer those answer those mm. questions yeah be transparent yeah. yeah the reason why i say that is because i have an accountant and i know exactly what the answer was going to be but i know that there's someone listening out there that probably thinks yeah but if i ask them a question how much is that going to be okay like, yeah. you, you know because yeah. that's if someone when i first walked 
walked into this kind of arena I was scared. I was like, I'm not putting anything anywhere. Like, I'm going to hold on to what I have. And then I understood that, in a way, to get investment, you have to give. Or, you know, that's my whole mindset when it comes to business. And I found an accountant. Then I found another one that's even better. I have her on WhatsApp. It's a her. Yeah. Yeah. This is the thing. And, you know, she works with people like me. She yeah. works with brands and disruptive companies like ours that aren't really, pitch- you can't pigeonhole us. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if I first walked into this arena, yeah, I would have had that question like, do you get charged for everything? Yeah. Because that would have put me off straight away. I, 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 think, I think that just goes back to the point of, you know, there's a lot of anxiety around money as much mm. as, you know, um, you know, things are not as bad as they used to be. You know, women can do, you know, get on a property ladder. They can do all mm-hmm. sorts without... Having a man. Yeah, <laughs> yes. essentially. Um, <laughs> you know, but there is that real anxiety. And, and yeah, it's a good question. I thought it was a trick question. No, no, no. I, I can see why you've asked that. Yeah, because yeah, I always just think about the kind of person that might be listening in. Like, yeah. this, there might be someone in this, like, kind of listening in right now that has never even contemplated financial wellness. Mm -hmm. Like, so this is for them, as well as someone who does have a legal team, does have an accountant, you know, is well-versed. Like, they're more than willing to, they're more than able to have these conversations and be a part of them as well. Um, So, yeah. So what about money and wealth in and around the pandemic, which we're essentially in? what kind of questions have come up for you like what kind of things have you noticed people being anxious and scared about that's so hard everyone's anxious about everything I know (laughs) the way the wind blows yeah and then like tier one tier two tier three lockdown one lockdown two medium medium high whatever yeah red alert amber alert I mean COVID is just oh it's just crazy so yeah I think everyone's just really anxious about um everything and just how they're going to make it through the other side um and trying to be sort of as cautious as possible you know even like bringing it back to businesses you've seen like some businesses thrive yeah and then you've seen some some businesses literally like just dissolve yeah completely completely dissolve so i think everyone's sort of like hedging their bets you know people who want to invest it's like oh there are certain investments at the moment that sound amazing because of how the the economy's working or things like property they're like oh but if i buy a property now it might be a great time is it a buyer's market is it a seller's market yeah. but then what's going to happen next year mm. so yeah i think everyone is just anxi- like has anxiety at literally about everything there's not really much you can really say really in terms of trying to reassure because we're all dealing with the unknown yeah. at the end of the day so i think at the moment everyone just needs to do the best that they can today and this month like with my clients some of them I'll have like a conversation and they'll get quotes on cover and stuff like that but of course they're trying to manage their finances and see where they are so we might quote with them today and the quote might sound amazing and it's more than affordable for them but it's like but is this going to be affordable in a month's time or two months time because they just don't know so um like I said I think it's just about putting in place measures or managing the day by day the best um, that you can I think when it comes to businesses maybe and sort of looking ahead I think with any business if you've got like that one year two year five year plan and you know where you're looking to go obviously covid is a real thing like right now so you'll be able to sort of decipher um, 
certain things that you'll need to do in order to allow your business to, to keep growing amongst um, COVID. So I think like you were saying, like have the necessary conversations that you need to have, um, you know, I think as well, like even through the age of social media, mm. like message people. Yeah. Like message, just message people. Like there are so many businesses that we've got in the UK that have done so well by people that are so young, so young, mm. like Connor Walker, House of CB. Like yeah. she started when she was, what, 18 selling on eBay. Yeah. The guy from Gymshark. Like these are oh, brands. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. these are brands that have started so young and they've done so well and they have things put Especially in place. Especially in industries where they're like, you know, fashion is a myth. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah exactly. Like everyone thought brands like that were going to suffer because yeah. who actually needs more clothes during a pandemic? We're during just a pandemic, your house. yeah. But I believe people did. You well, know, the whole loungewear thing. Oh, like, that I've never seen and so many pleasure, emails. Of course. <laughs> oh my god! I was thinking there was one day I was like, oh, which trainer should I buy? And I thought, do you know how privileged you are to be even be thinking that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You silly girl. To where to the supermarket? Yeah, because that's the yeah. only place. Oh my god, that go. was my highlight. Like, I got dressed up for the super. <laughs> for the Tesco's so local times, so many oh, times but, yeah. but, but do you beginning. see that though like how we've all become adaptable like we're laughing and joking yeah. like, that was a real thing it was yeah. like oh Covid hit that's fine I'll yeah. adapt now yeah. I'm going to get dressed up and go to the supermarket yeah. and it should just be the same for your life and for yeah. your business like okay cool how can I adapt it's yeah. not always going to work mm-hmm. but if you're open minded um, then I think yeah if you just kind of have that mindset about being adaptable and knowing yeah. that everything has its season like Covid yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's a season we don't know how long the season going to last but there is light at the at the end of the tunnel i feel like like people that are interested like how passionate you guys are about finance and stuff you guys have tapped into another part of your brain which makes this exciting for you yeah right now and i'm like i don't get it like i get it in terms of where i want to see myself and yeah. where i want to see the company yeah but the way your faces light up is how i light up about like culture or wellness or mm. something like that what is the mindset how would you describe it like because i feel like for me it's all about risk and that's what scares me but you guys are like you have a certain openness it seems to possible risk like what gets you through the hard times when you don't make money or you do make a uh how do i say it because it's not negative it's um when things don't go to plan like a investment or a policy signing like what I sound like such an idiot policy no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I think it's a really good question um, I for me it's just it's exactly what Ella said it's seasons things are just seasonal there's you know we live a long life at the end of the day and things are up and things are down you know we we've this is not the first recession that I've been through and yeah, it's, it's, not it, mine it's probably not going to be the last recession I go through um, I think back to what I was doing um during the last recession, you know, I just bought a house and I managed to keep my job through that time and, you know, I I was able to benefit from that. So, and, and I know that's a privilege, that was a privileged position to be in back then because there was will be some people that didn't have that experience. Mm. Um, so, but I, I, I guess it's just understanding and, and maybe it's through kind of reading about money and finances and, you know, reading some, you know, like Warren Buffett and gurus, you know, he's not watching, you know, the economy and the, the stock markets. He's just investing and, and trusting his strategy and, um, you know, what he... That's wild. That's what, scary. Yeah, what he usually does. <laughs> yeah, whereas everyone's looking at trying to time the market and think, you know, what should I... Mm. He's, he's not doing that. And um, I, I guess that's what, you know, for me, it's about strategy. So immediately, okay. you know, if 
on speaking to someone then perhaps they are struggling paying down debt or perhaps they don't have an emergency fund and you know we could all do with an emergency fund so that's if something mm. such as covid happens mm. we're not just completely thrown off um so I, I guess for me, it's just about having strategy in place. And I do tend to say just ignore the noise because you can read lots of stuff in the papers and, um, you know, speaking to friends. And it's, it's about managing kind of what you're thinking and feeling about things. You know, are you having empowering thoughts about certain situations? And, and like you said, Ella, about adapting, you know, are you adaptable? You know, you've you've been I guess you've you know, been given notice that you've been made redundant or you're going to be made redundant or it's potential. What are you doing? Are you looking at other jobs? Are you kind of preparing yourself, making sure that you're saving? And it is about being adaptable and it is about understanding that, like Ella said, it's 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 cyclical that, you know, the end of COVID will come. You know, how do you want to come out the other side, I guess? Um, mm. That's that's my personal thoughts on that. Yeah, question. No, I agree. I think being proactive as well. Yeah. Yeah, like knowing that, um, like what I was saying before, it's not a case of one size fits all. Yeah. So I think sometimes we can go through things and it's like, oh, but is it the same for this person? But is it the same for that person? And, you know, oh, I'm thinking of going about this this way, but I've read the news and I've done this and yeah. this person had this experience and this. And it's like, OK, but your journey is your journey. Yeah. Mm. And what's right for you is going to be what's right for you. I get it a lot of time with clients that may have already had policies. OK, but why is this provider better than this one? And but my friend's got this in place. So what? because it's tailored for you and you're living your life and we're putting in place measures for you this is your contingency plan mm. not theirs so it's about knowing that it's not a case of one size fits all and then yeah just being proactive bottom line is like things happen yeah and if you're if you're aware that things are going to happen and you're aware that of or maybe you're you know looking into ways that you can overcome them then you you will like things are only going to be so bad and if they're going to be so bad and you've hit rock bottom the only way is up like there's That's no true. other direction to go so I think for me like on a personal journey I've been there I was made redundant whilst being signed off sick I was three months into having owned a house so it was like oh fantastic I own a house <laughs> but now I've got no money coming in <laughs> hi mom hi dad they don't have a lot of money and then yeah there's probably a moment during that time where I was like what on earth is going to happen but yeah. then coming out the other side I then I was then freelance and then like a year later I had my son and then a year later now like I'm doing this so what felt like rock bottom clearly the only way was up because otherwise yeah, I wouldn't be here where I am now that's very very so true yeah. it's, it's, it is hard because anxiety and finance they go hand in hand like 85% yeah. of us in the UK lose sleep over finances 100%. so they definitely go hand in hand but yeah. then I think what you were saying as well is seeking help being proactive a lot of people don't realise that you know like when you miss a direct debit or something like that it, they're so worried about what the outcome is going to be that they shy away Yeah. whereas actually it's a case where if you actually rang the provider and said mm. or you rang like the agency or whoever it is and just said I can't afford to pay my bills this month what can be done like no one can shout at you the other end yeah. well if they're shouting at me I'm hanging up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, there's only so much that can happen. Bottom line is, you know you haven't paid whatever it is for whatever reason. Just have that conversation. There are always going to be measures in place. But I think because we shy away, because that anxiety mm -hmm. takes control, things then get worse. And actually, because you're dealing with the bigger effect of not doing anything, you're forgetting that you're a lot stronger than what you realise because yeah. you're dealing with
know something that you allowed to get worse than had yeah. you nipped it in the bud a bit earlier mm. so it's then about also being reflective and saying hold on but that got that bad and I coped so now moving forward let me just not let things get that bad and deal with them head on yeah, yeah. So. and you'd be surprised so I remember speaking to my aunt about this and she, one of the first things she taught me when I moved out and I moved out quite young was make sure you pay your council tax and I was mm. like well, obviously I have to pay every bill she was like it's not obviously they were going to have some tough months she was like just don't not pay your council tax because yeah, they will come to you you will literally get put into prison for that yeah. um, I don't know how real that was or how legit her statement was but it scared me enough yeah. that if I was to have like council tax issues I would just jump on the phone and you'd be surprised how little you can pay just as long as you're doing do it something. As long and as you set that it phone up phone call from you and yeah. Yeah, like you said you've set up that repayment exactly. plan yeah and just it's the same for other things it's just worth having that yeah so I do I'm a massive fan of communication and clearly mm. it works and clearly it's um, necessary it is yeah when it comes to your finances as well oh damn I love this okay so <laughs> Selena do you want to lead us into your track is that the LL Cool J one nah it's the other one Oh, the Doja Cat one. Yeah. <laughs> is it called Like That? I forgot. What yeah, called, I was like holding that. it as a surprise from you. But it's oh, sorry. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> but yeah, this is Doja Cat, Like That, one of my tracks. I just like the beat. I like the vibe of it. It's, it's a good track. <laughs> cool. Get it. 
if we were going to highlight some of the top, not tips, but qualities you need as a woman, I'm speaking from a woman's perspective. I could never speak from a man's perspective, but as a woman, um, what kind of qualities do you think you need to be able to go forth in your financial wellness journey? I mentioned on our notes, like mindset and discipline, but what other kind of t qualities do we need to be able to address our finances going forward? That's a good one. <laughs> I'm so good at questions, you know. Oh my gosh, that's a good one. Um, think maybe intuition oh i think women's intuition is unmatched mm, that gut feeling yeah so i think having that as well like there are going to be doors that are not going to be opened for you the same way in which they're open for men um and even conversations like with partners you leading it you know like mm. that, that those whole societal roles within the household and yeah who like handles that. the money who handles the so money true. who's earning more yeah. and things like that so i think yeah your intuition um like you were saying as well like discipline um just having a sort of balanced mindset um it's a really good question but i think my, yeah. Yeah, i was thinking <laughs> with intuition <laughs> intuition is a good one yeah i literally yeah i think that's good yeah i think you do have to trust your intuition because yeah um, it's there for a reason yeah. <laughs> it's come in handy for other other <laughs> things in, in life so why not when it comes to making financial decisions yeah. um, my two would be one would be just just be really aware of it you know we plan so much we're allowed to plan for you know our careers our relationships you know our plan for self care plan for family plan for everything else and money tends to be at, that bo at the bottom of the pile mm. yeah. and it needs to be at the top because all of these things that we plan for need money exactly. um, so yeah need to put that at the top so just be aware of it and just be unapologetic mm -hmm. I think um, you know I was reading a report about how you know kind of money is marketed to women or, or products etc compared to how they are marketed to men you know men are told you know if you have the Lamborghini you're going to get all the girls and have this great life whereas women are told you know you know how to kind of save for you know the children's uh, P kit and you know yeah. it's just a kind of a different conversation but I think you know we need to be unapologetic when it comes to um, managing money I think because it's it's kind of too important not to it's too important not to just think about it and just you know be okay as long as everything else is okay it needs to be up there as well so mm. be unapologetic and just just think about it and just manage it and control it because we can you know there's research that shows that women are better at investing mm. um, you know over the long term compared to men so we can do it so yeah it just needs to be at the forefront more it, it, it's so important yeah I think you touched base on that earlier so can you also tell us like why it's so important for women to get more comfortable yeah talking about their finances yeah because um I think number one we don't necessarily talk about we talk about everything you know I'm a twin I've got a twin um, sister I've got you know older sister and when I was going through my kind of struggles with money I was living with my older sister but she wouldn't have known um, right. you know it was a very very stressful time and she you know if she asked me how am I doing it would be like yeah fine everything's fine um, so you know stop yeah. doing that definitely stop doing that make sure we ask for help um, uh, when it comes to money and then just just the statistics around the gender and ethnicity pay gap if you are perhaps a you know 
a, a woman from a BAME background who may be impacted by it and I'm not saying that everybody is impacted no. by it because yeah. we're, we're all very mm. nuanced and we've got different backgrounds even though you know we may be from you know maybe BAME yeah <laughs> lumped into the BAME category um yeah, just, I forgot my point. <laughs> I'm sure it was going to be a good point, but yeah. Um, I think I communication, what you said, was quite cool as well. Um, and I think that leads, I'm asking so many questions, but you guys have seen what we're, uh, we're working with. Yes. Um, how do you go about having communication, whether that's in a kind of a family setting, in a relationship setting? Like, how do you speak about tough top- topics like, money credit debt planning (laughs) credit cards i don't know like how like how would you advise because there's a hundred percent people out there listening that need help with this so my one's a bit different actually because i'm not an advocate of like joint policies Right. Unless it's a joint product. So if you have a joint mortgage, you then, for example, need joint life insurance. Okay. If not, then it needs to be separate. Um, but uh, they're like speaking to different clients. A lot of them will say, oh, I need to revert back and have a conversation with my husband. Or I need to go back and have a conversation with my wife just for the simple fact that they may have like a joint bank account or whatever. And it's like you've gone through the income and expenditure. Everything's affordable. The policy is perfect. They know they need it. They like it. They want it. But they just need to have that conversation. Yeah. That's actually when I have to step in as an advisor and say, why? Yeah. Because this policy is for you. It's mm. only got your name on it. This is ensuring your life or the outcome, let's say, if you weren't there. And I think sometimes it does really help to put couples... um put their role within their relationships into perspective. For example, if you definitely have like a married couple and for example, let's just take a stereotypical, the man's earning and the wife isn't and she's the one that's staying at home and looking after the children. I've come across scenarios where the men have life insurance because their argument is, well, of course, I'm the breadwinner. So if something happens to me, I need to have life cover because they need money. Mm. And it's like, Actually, you both need cover because if your wife's not there to look after your children, that salary that you think is going so far, you now need to pay for childcare. You now need to, you know, pay for this, pay for that. Or you might have to take time off work, which means you're not earning as much. So then look after the children. You're jeopardizing your, I guess, essentially your career. Your career. There's so many things that like as couples, they don't always take into consideration just because of the money that they bring into the household and so sometimes life insurance can actually help to put things like that into perspective and again like I said joint policies I mean if you have one then fantastic you've got cover (laughs) but (laughs) I'm not an advocate because not a lot of people realize the terms and conditions that it usually is a case of it's the first life that is insured so if something happens to one then the cover then comes to an end and is not available for the second but it's just a way of making it more affordable um i'd rather you have less cover in place and have something in place for the both of you than have bigger cover and then it'd be joint and then you both need to take advantage of it um so yeah there is that that conversation of saying oh i need to go back and speak to my partner or this or that or them getting cover in place um for example one of the partners and then them saying i really want to get my partner to do the same but i don't know how to navigate the conversation and then they've given me the contact number and said can you just call them (laughs) i'm like hi I'm sorry to like bring it back to the gut or like put it in the gut but it's like having that 
sexual health call not that I've had one but like you know you see on the back of the cards like if you don't feel comfortable telling them just give us yeah, their just number call and we'll call them yeah. yeah 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 so that has happened just because they're not comfortable having that conversation I think mm. but that probably stems from not being comfortable about speaking about your finances to start with yeah and then you and your partner maybe not necessarily starting on, le- on a level playing field like you tick all of the other boxes but because you're scared about that conversation yourself how on earth are you now going to start that or initiate that conversation with someone else and the first person being your partner so from a personal perspective what is it because I asked my friend this last night what is it about these conversations that are so hard like why are we scared like is it there's, is there some shame involved is there worry this is all you know we're just I think in, I think yeah I think maybe shame or embarrassment or how to manage the conversation when you're then meted with something met with something that's unexpected yeah so imagine you like have that conversation and then it's like oh have you got cover in place or this or that and they're like no and it's like why and then it turns out that maybe they can't afford it and yeah. it's like oh whoa mm. so you know this whole exterior presented me with X and now it's actually Y yeah. and I think sometimes as women as well we kind of we can still buy into um, society's roles and how they're set up within the household so it's like mm-hmm. I've picked a man because he is supposed to be the breadwinner or because he's supposed to bring in X and now if I have this conversation and he tell, turns around and tells me he's broke <laughs> what am I going to do? Because <laughs> yeah. he's not the man I thought he was and yeah. then actually what now that might be in a reflection on me mm. because of why I picked him so I think for a lot of people is about what the the potential outcome could be and then the reflection of that conversation yeah what about you selena yeah no i i agree you know because (laughs) things you know on the surface you know we all know people that you know perhaps they it looks like they're doing well and then something happens and then maybe it comes out that they're not doing so well it's like businesses the the ones that we see that we're surprised to see shut down oh during my this gosh time. and then they go into administration yeah. it's like how you had like 60 stores yeah <laughs> and 60,000 million followers yeah. I, mean, I know that's not a real number I'm just being silly but uh, you know <laughs> it's true but I, th- I think it also illustrates the importance of having those conversations and they mm. are so awkward to have and I think I don't know if it's just my own experience having these conversations when I've tried to bring it up it's, it's not easy it's not no. an easy thing to do but I do feel like you have to persist because ultimately you know if you are kind of preparing a life with somebody you know the amount of times I read in the papers about you know um, you know my husband's passed away and then all of a sudden you know we, we felt like you know life was good but then all of a sudden there's all these debts that, yeah. that have yeah. suddenly been accumulated <laughs> these are things that I see so it's just so important to have the conversation and it, it maybe you know it might not just be a one-time conversation it may be a conversation that you have to have you know over some period of time yeah. um, but I mean it is super important and you know when you kind of throw into the dynamic as well if you're having kids together and things like that and, and, and it's even more important together. I guess. Yeah. yeah absolutely you can't just you know choose anyone yeah yeah <laughs> you can't just choose anyone and also you have to have those conversations otherwise for me personally like clarity is key in like every area of my life mm-hmm. I try to so if I don't feel like I have that in understanding who I'm building the next part of my life with even if that was like say a business partner mm-hmm. yeah you know like I wouldn't feel comfortable sharing certain things. Um, I think that's the thing as well. Like with that, sometimes, I mean, obviously love is love and business is business, but sometimes the two actually do go hand in hand. Like you said, if you, you wouldn't pick an investor 
if you didn't have that gut feeling or if you didn't have total transparency yeah. about what they was bringing to the table. Mm. And I think long-term relationships, commitments, children, marriage, property, these are business decisions, but just business decisions for your personal life. Yeah. So if you're not able to have that conversation with that individual, then how do you know what you're getting into business like yeah. what you're getting into business with so as difficult as it is you just got to think of of the long term mm. we with at, like my colleagues and I at work we always joke around and we say like you know like insurance is the new drip like these are the conversations <laughs> you need to be having like you need to make that into a quote yeah. <laughs> It's, it's my friend Kelly so if Kelly's listening she's going to be so happy because she is ruthless but these are the things that we say you know like people they spend so much money on this on that and whatever and you can meet someone in a club or well before Covid but, yeah. <laughs> or a restaurant or whatever and it's like the exterior looks so appealing but you know these are the like have you got your investments sorted have you got your have you got your life insurance have you got your private health care because these are the things that should now maybe be more attractive than what someone's exterior is so mm. and on the topic of young people because i know that they get left out of these conversations when mm. it's really important for them to actually understand financial wellness financial products financial offerings opportunities from quite a young age so like what do you think in education they're missing out on in terms of financial i know look your faces are like <laughs> i wish I had a video i want to be online um, because it's true and you, these ladies are like rolling their eyes their mouths are open everyone's looking to the left to the right um what kind of things are we missing out on like top line absolutely everything oh, everything just, the younger yeah, you start the, 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 better. the better you know whether it's you know being insured um ella's example earlier yeah. about you know the premium being more affordable mm. to start when you're younger um when it comes to uh kind of saving into a pension obviously when you get what well, they typically are workplace pensions you know you need to be mindful and, and um you know aware you know how much are you putting in have you done a kind of pensions calculated to see what your projected amount is going to be um you know be mindful of that make sure you don't opt out make sure you're opting in yeah um make sure if you're self-employed you have your own um personal pension set up mm -hmm. it's really important and, and start younger mm. um when it comes to investing as well when you say young how young are we talking like what is like the minimum age that we can start having these conversations for one and start actioning these things that you just yeah. mentioned your pensions you can have a pension for anyone under 18 so you know you can start a pension for your your child you know um listen up people yeah mm. we, we don't talk about that mm. um so yeah so that's a start and then when they get to 18 they can take over it it'll take over contributing to it and the benefit of that is the benefit of compound interest these pensions are invested somewhere mm. um you know the sooner you start the longer you hold your investment for you know you benefit from compound interest so i would say for everything start earlier start as quickly as you can start as soon as you're out there working um if you've got uh kids start thinking about investing or, or putting a you know create a pension at least for your kids um so start, making them aware of it as well yes and thing. having those conversations yeah mm. your question was you know what what do we need to be taught in school it's so much it's just a lot it's yeah. just it was non-existent for me, oh, me too. um i had a, a kind of advisor come in from the bank when i was maybe like probably like 
15 to, into the into my primary school everyone opened up a bank account but that was about it you know my god if that happened i would have not even seen him that would have not little person I... yeah <laughs> but you know it was just like that. a dormant bank account for ages until maybe you know i started working properly but um but that was my only kind of interaction with uh, i guess someone from the bank or from the financial sector yeah um, and like i say coupled that with obviously my mum's just working hard not really talking about money mm. you know going to uni there's you know it's thrown at you you need to you know get an overdraft to handle your your living costs you need you know i speak to a lot of women that when they went to uni that's when they started to accumulate debt mm. yeah same um you know and even if you don't go to uni i didn't go to uni but i definitely started being aware of an overdraft and using and abusing said yeah. overdraft yeah. around that time when my friends were in uni yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so so you just go out there into the big wide world without being taught you know to budget to save mm. to invest you know so i think it needs to start from very young yeah mm. i agree i think a big one as well is things like credit score oh i think yeah. like you can get a mobile phone contract from the age of 18 and you can walk in and take out a phone and you haven't been taught how to manage you know paying what it even is what it is and that's the thing it's like and even still there's even a lot of adults i preach about credit conduct over credit score okay the credit score is is a measure of that particular credit agency so if anyone's using things like Experian or Equifax or the best one actually to use is one like Check My File because then you get an overview of all of the credit agencies yeah. as opposed to just one in particular. And, you know, lenders, when moving forward in life for more products, they're looking at things like credit conduct. So how well do you pay your bills on time? Mm-hmm. How many missed payments have you made? And things like that. But because if you're not taught at the age of like 16, 17, yeah. 18, what that even means, before you even know it, I did it. Yeah. I had an orange bill that came to an end and forgot to pay like the final bill. And because the contract had now come to an end, I think within two months, it was like an automatic default as opposed yeah. to like several mispayments that then progressed to that stage and then mm-hmm. next week now I'm like when I then finally learned what it was yeah. about credit files and things like that it was like what the hell is this red mark on my f-? and oh yeah I didn't pay and that and that's someone bill. that is like you know you was working in that sector and you you found out about this and there's people that will literally go for so long without ever looking into like credit scores or what their credit score is yeah. and then when they do want to get to a point they're like hit with it's that and late. then it's a shame and then it's the yeah oh the I've upset. got a CJ and oh, yeah. I've got outstanding debt and how do I how do I get out of this but I don't want to tell anyone that I need to get out of it because yeah. then they're going to look at me differently because and then I'm mental in health steps in because you're yeah. battling this by yourself massive spiral exactly and I just think you know if we were having those conversations definitely so much younger mm. um, it would be a lot better and a lot of people don't realise I think there's this massive misconception in life that you need to have more money in order to do better yeah to manage a hundred pounds you've got to be able to manage 10 pounds to manage a thousand pounds you've got to be able to manage a hundred pounds so sometimes more money isn't always better Mm. you know you can take someone that is on a 20k salary and have minimal outgoings and they are actually more financially free than someone who is on a hundred k salary with a a million outgoings and living paycheck to paycheck and i think that's another thing as well that we're taught earn more yeah. earn more yeah, earn absolutely. more yeah and no just take care of the money that you have and also work smart like i've been told for ages that we work hard as women we work hard i love working hard to be quite mm. honest with you um but it's even better to work smart and oh, i think we yeah. can apply the same thing to Definitely. our money 
Um, but I love the fact that you mentioned Check My File. I've never heard of that. Ah, see? So oh, my fantastic. first interaction was Experian. <laughs> okay, yeah, most um, people are. Yeah, And I've got, is it Credit Karma? Yep, yep. Yeah. But yeah, Check My File, it just gives you the overview. So there's four, I think, off the top of my head. So Equifax, Experian, Credit diver and then transunion and so each agency will actually have a different profile on you in comparison to the other so this is why it's so important to get an overview of all four of them because for example if you are going to go for something like a mortgage and you're applying with natwest natwest may actually use equifax however if you then go to apply for a mortgage with say like a building society that building society may use someone like experian and actually what you can see when you get the comparison between all four agencies is certain products will be listed on one profile and they won't be on another so i've actually got a credit card that appears on my Experian and my Equifax but it doesn't appear on the other two or like my water bill it appears on one but it doesn't appear on the other three and this is why it's so important to get an overview and not rely on the, on the score specifically because that's the thing if not all of your products are showing up with Experian and your score is 999 but they're showing up on Equifax and you haven't done that well then and then that lender goes and uses Equifax, you're going to be thinking, what? Why Why did I get declined? Why yeah. did I get turned down? So yeah, it's just little things like that really as well oh my god <laughs> I think I'm gonna have to play this to my nan on Sunday <laughs> oh my goodness um so yes I think what you've touched base on is great so kids people should be learning about financial health much earlier mm. in schools mm. I don't even know where to start with that one I feel like I need a teacher on board like on the show to speak about why it's not there that's true yeah that is probably interesting as to why it's not there and there's so many things that are brought into the child's life or the teenager's life from the home yeah i was lucky enough where i went in for a couple of days with um a college big creative education okay and i got the opportunity to discuss with them you just like finance as a whole and they've got like some amazing students that are so creative and some of them are in a position to say, oh, yeah, my mum and dad are doing this or they're doing that and etc. And then others are like, they don't even realise that they have products that have been taken out by their parents, but just in their name. So the parents obviously didn't have the financial capacity or credit to be able to get something and they've taken it out in the children's name. Or some of them are like they're two years or a year away from turning 18 and they've got like a massive savings account that the parents have been saving up for them and they're like yeah yeah, i'm gonna go and buy this and i'm gonna go and buy this and that's why i said it comes down to if you can manage 10 pounds then that you can eventually progress to 100 Mm. and that's the thing if no one's taught them how to manage all of this money that's been lumped into a savings account those financially bad decisions start from that young yeah and not everyone has the capacity to if you can't hear then you must feel Feel, yeah with that exactly i definitely learned that (laughs) (laughs) probably tattooed on my body (laughs) so yeah i think if we're definitely having those conversations a lot earlier and i don't i think it's interesting it's not it's not encouraged in school is it no No, we learn things like algebra (laughs) yeah and stuff which is great but how do you apply that to real life yeah and then you go and then that's the thing you go off to things like uni and they've upped the fees i was lucky when i went to uni fees were 3k now they're like nine yeah and it's like okay so before i've I've literally just stepped out of school i've just stepped out of college i've got a bit of independence because now i can kind of manage my lesson plans and this that and the other and now they've thrown a student overdraft at me which is like two thousand pounds or whatever it is a 9k bill and then maintenance loan which i'm now actually in a position to manage myself Mm. and then you've got the 
the ones that are not going to uni but want the same independence as their university friends yeah so they're trying to be just as independent and they're just everyone's just deer in headlights yeah yeah so i think yeah they were having those conversations a lot earlier then maybe even the economy might thrive because then you're going to have like young 18 19 20 year olds you know who are on point with their finances and actually contributing as opposed to looking financial looking for financial welfare mm. so might be controversial but do you think you set up like this for a reason i'm into conspiracies i would say so <laughs> <laughs> i believe so this show is covered in everything <laughs> it's a business yeah it is a business and yeah. that credit card is a business exactly you know, don't get it twisted yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the fact that you're not taught these things yeah is i guess yeah yeah because i guess for in the school that i went to um i was taught how to be a mother and possibly uh, someone that worked in admin. <laughs> so this is wild to be here today. Um, but that was a focus. That was what I went to all girls uh, convent school. Okay. So that was like to be here today is not what I was destined for in their yeah. eyes. Um, so we didn't have conversations about money, considering that women are meant to manage some part of the household budget, right? Yeah. So we wasn't taught that. Yeah. I would say I would say so I think even just for the simple fact it, the simple fact that people go to university and there's not even enough, enough jobs for them when they come out yeah so what or like the simple fact that so many can go to university and then they find themselves in a completely different role yeah to what they had a degree in or like you're saying you know you went to a convent school and your journey was mapped out as X and now yeah. look where you are yeah so if we're, we're all adapting and we're following our paths how we see fit but no one thought to equip us with <laughs> the stuff along the yeah. way so, exactly yeah. and thank god for the internet i always say this there's obviously a downside but without the internet we one have wouldn't have met yeah, yeah. for two i wouldn't be surviving as yeah. i am <laughs> um, and there's just so much information yes it might not all be correct mm -hmm. but there is information to be had and thank god for people like you that you know you're out here and you're being really open and transparent you know oh okay so Oh my god, we've got 20 minutes. Um, I wanted to ask you just like some curveball questions. What does money mean? Question one. <laughs> does money mean power? Or does it mean choice? I can never ask one question at one time. <laughs> so that free. Okay, so money for me, money is a tool. Money is a tool. Yeah. And it's not power, it's yeah. choice. Yeah. It's choice. Yeah. You are the ones that are in control. You use money as you see fit. Um, and it gives you different choices. But no, I think. I think men would disagree with you, you know? Yeah, they probably will. Yeah. But and that's probably their mindset yeah. around money. Yeah. Right. I would agree. I think it's choices. Yeah, definitely. If you read any kind of personal finance books or, yeah, any, any kind of books around it, it's about choices when kind of, I guess, millionaires and billionaires were asked, you know, what is it about? They definitely didn't say it's about power. They said mm. it was about um, choices, you know, being able to live the life that you want. Um, mm. So, yeah, and I would agree with that. Um, you know, I speak to a lot of women who may not be able to do the things that they want to do due to lack of money mm. um so yeah if you you increase the money then you know the, the choices become open i'd say mm. yeah and what books because you mentioned that and i know we're here yeah. to plug we're here to plug each other so yeah. what books can you recommend i would say some books that i read um think and grow rich mm. um the richest man in babylon um 
I, I like was that small dad, big dad, or oh, yeah, rich dad, poor dad? dad. <laughs> Shows I haven't read it. <laughs> rich dad, poor dad, economics. You're not broke. You're pre rich. Mm. Oh yes, mm. yeah. Um, there's going to be black girl finance. Let's talk money coming out in January. Yes. Why that um, can we pre-order? Yeah, you can pre-order oi, oi. Yeah, on Amazon. Yeah. Get in. Um, but yeah, and, and I'd say yeah, those are the books that t- I love. Kind of Warren Buffett and investing. So you know the intelligent investor on Wall Street. There's so many books out there about mm. money and personal finance. So you know, the, you know, if you, yeah. do you know of any that are black-owned mm. books around money, wealth? There is Think and Grow Rich, a black choice, okay. which is kind of a spin-off of Think, Think and Grow Rich, but it's written by a, a, a black um, kind of author, Dr. Dennis Kimbrough, I think it is. Um, so it's that. Uh, I'd say definitely within the US, there's quite a few yeah. um, personal finance books written by black females. So... Um, uh, it's an area we're lacking in in the UK. There's certain areas that you can look at and you could be like, oh, America has that, but it doesn't relate to UK finance. Yeah. So I can't, I can read it, but it's not going to apply to, yeah, we don't, we've got different regulations here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Patrice Washington, um, uh, there's a Bola Sakunya. Uh, um, oh. She's got a book out, uh, Clever Girl Finance, Clever Girl and she's Finance. got an investment book coming out as well. So there, there, there are books out there, UK books, not necessarily by a black female. I don't know about a black male either, mm. um, that would pose that question. Mm. Um, but there are kind of a lot of US books out there and, and some uh, female written. There's a book called Money. Um, as well so there's loads of books um i have a section on my website which lists some books so you know check it out if you're interested in actual books on finances okay perfect hello i don't really i don't really have any to add but i think maybe if you're just not always a book person like there's so many profiles on social media Mm. um that either have like podcasts or have like even just additional things like budgeting sheets saving sheets that has worked for them like you yourself you know you're a black woman within the industry you know so follow you um i think uh like there's other women out there like tolu frimpong she's yeah, another one tolu. she's got yeah she's got yeah. a great page um other pages that like um i think it's save spend and invest and pennies to pounds there's like mr money jar yeah okay. the money medic so there is loads money medics of, i know of yeah. yeah so there is loads of um uh, individuals within um the sort of financial sector if you like that are sharing on social media and black as well yeah um and i think it's just a case of yeah just having a look and then back to it's not a case of one size fits all just Mm -hmm. finding you know the page that works for you and tapping into their tips and tricks and i think yeah they've done it and that's the best thing about it as well is i think because finances is so personal and there is so much anxiety equipped to it if you can find someone who's willing to be open and share their journey then it helps to remove that because they've kind of done all the hard work for you yeah so it's like okay well they've been there and they've come out the other side and they're saying this works so let me just give it a go Mm. so yeah i think um yeah or podcasts even youtube yeah Yeah. like there's loads of things on youtube actually there's a lady that i found on youtube the other day and it came for a friend recommendation she was british i had no idea at first because i didn't actually press play it just saved it to my bookmark (laughs) um i'm just busy guys but she seemed quite good and that I would trust something that's come for a recommendation yeah. um, mainly because of the field that I'm in I know that Patricia Bright has got a 
you yeah, or yeah. On, yeah you know yeah she's got the break and she's done a few videos on I think she did one specifically on having a mortgage and mm. how she actually would advise against getting a mortgage mm. what are your what are your thoughts around that um I think that's quite controversial and I think um like some people will say don't get a mortgage buy a property outright because uh property is supposed to be an asset and it doesn't become an asset until the liability i.e the mortgage is paid off um some some people will say that um i think i think she said rent she said rent instead yeah you know what again it's a personal journey i am in favor of a mortgage because you own it at the end yeah um so i am always in favor of a mortgage and i think also it's down to someone's personal journey so for example if i've got a mortgage on a family home but that family home is then going to be owned by my children in the long run then a mortgage makes sense as opposed to me renting I, I know Patricia's got a family but in, as opposed to me renting I'm putting money into something that I'm never going to see a return mm-hmm. um, it may allow for me to have you know more currency if you like in my savings account because of what the renting allows me to do maybe whatever the scenario is I, yeah. t- I tend to find that actually mortgage is usually more affordable than it is to rent yeah in terms of um what you're acquiring so it's different journeys especially if you're looking at it from a business perspective property will always increase or will always rise at some point as much as it dips it has to go back up Up, so i'm definitely in favor of mortgages just obviously don't go broke trying to get a house prematurely um it's a journey it's a big big financial commitment and it's probably going to be one of the biggest that some people will make in their life if they do then acquire a mortgage um but i think if you if you do and you're Mm. able to maintain your payments then you can't go wrong because at the end of the day you're going to own it outright and if you sell it you know chances are you're going to be able to sell it for more because Mm. that mortgage term is going to be 25 30 years so it's going to have increased over that period of time so yeah so uh, yeah i would (laughs) (laughs) your thoughts lena yeah i'm pro mortgage but that's just because of my personal circumstances Mm, and how i was brought up like i said i saw my mum get on the property ladder she had a council property she did the right to buy so Mm, i remember the right to buy man coming into the house to talk to her about it so i kind of saw her although she didn't verbalize it and go on about it um literally i saw her um I know that she went through that process so yeah. for me it was always about um, getting on the property ladder also I had a young son as well and again it was about you know putting a roof over our heads that was ours and that was really really important to me yeah. um, and I've never ever regretted that decision um, so I'm, I'm pro mortgage but mm-hmm. equally I was having this conversation with a friend of mine yesterday actually and I was saying you know how do you feel about it and then um, and I mean she kind of said that it wasn't something that she had kind of thought about yeah for whatever reason um and i guess she's just figuring out whether or not it will be something that's right for her um in the future but um it is a personal decision don't feel pressured don't yeah. feel like you know you're 25 oh gosh i haven't got on the property ladder just yeah, yet. You, yeah. Can't, you can't shake the dangle the key rings on um instagram <laughs> i find that so perfect yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there. Like, good, good, like, well done. It makes me so proud to see those women get to that point. However, yeah. I don't think the world needs to know that. Yeah, you know, um, it's a personal choice. Don't yeah. feel, and, and I think a lot of people can... I think in this country in particular, you know, we are very much a kind of a getting on a property ladder type country. Yeah. You know, Boris Johnson was talking about it the other day, you know, getting first time buy- more first-time buyers on the property ladder. Um, whereas, you know, if you go, you know, across the pond to, to you know, to Europe... 
it's not the same. No, renting is massive. Yeah, yeah, so it just depends on personal circumstances. But I am pro-mortgage. You know, I do kind of speak to my friends and I'm, I'm like, you know, have you considered it? Have you spoken to it? Do you find it's like a safety? It's a safety? I think, yeah, for me, you know, I know of people that have had to suddenly move, had to have suddenly moved during COVID, you know. Right. Um, just two examples. One was, you know, the person had been renting a property for like 10 years and then their landlord wanted to sell up. So yeah, they had to go um, and find somewhere really quickly. And that process um, was very stressful, but obviously they've found somewhere, so they're okay. So it's not the be all and end all to have to move, but to move unexpectedly, perhaps when you've not really, you know, budgeted for that you know once you're settled in a place you're not thinking about okay I might might need to suddenly move um it's quite stressful um, and then another person again the homeowners that they were rented from wanted to then move back into the property so then they had to then move as well so it has happened and that's happened due to covid probably yeah. those, those decisions wouldn't have been made, wouldn't have been made if covid hadn't happened so i just think for me i'd rather have oh, i'd rather have the security of just having you know my place and kind of i'd sell up and move when i want to sell up and move, move rather yeah. than being told to move based on someone else's circumstances but everyone is different don't mm. feel pressure yeah oh my god this has been such an amazing chat so i would like you both to leave us i'm asking a lot i'm really sorry <laughs> sorry not sorry um what kind of wisdom would you like to leave the audience listening in today what what kind of wisdom would you like to leave them with today yeah i would say regardless of how old you are whether you are just finishing school or just going into university or just finishing university or if you are you know a with family got a family in your 30s your 40s your 50s you're single if divorced you're single, yeah yeah if you're single yeah. divorced, whatever your circumstances are you know just prioritize managing your money um it's never too late to start doing something differently particularly if you are experiencing stress and anxiety around it if it's stressing you out if you know whatever's happening day to day is stressing you out around money just you know stop take a moment do a budget maybe and just see you know how you know things that you can change so are there things that you can cut back on are there ways that you can make extra money um you know and start small you know you don't always have to start you know there's this this kind of perception that you need to start with a huge sum to kind of save or to pay down debt or to invest or you need seven streams of income yeah mm. exactly yeah start just start small start where you're at but just do the you know start with the numbers take a look take stock and, and just see where you can go from there mm. but definitely prioritize it you know it needs to be at the top of the list rather than the bottom of the list yeah and i think it was you ella, ella that said when you're like you feel like money's tight and you're a little bit broke that month address your bank statements never done it but i think that is stuck in my mind you said that very early on in the session yeah, yeah. And i think that's really key but that's not going to be a word of wisdom that's my <laughs> what is yours? Um, similar but just being responsible i think um being responsible in all aspects so responsible for yourself financially responsible for the people around you like sometimes we have no idea what the outcome of communication can be yeah. or the imprint that we leave on someone so if you're someone that is earning well doing well you've got all of your finances in order but you are embarrassed to have that conversation because you feel like people might not be in the same position. tax bracket or position as you yeah. have that conversation because it's through something that you said that might then encourage or enable them to level up for quote unquote or 
again if you're in a position where you feel like you're financially lacking have a conversation with someone because they may just simply know something that you don't know but you can only do all of those things if you're going to be truly responsible for where for where you are at so like I was saying in regards to your bank statements you know look at your bank statements I know there are several subscriptions you're paying for that you don't need yes little things like that you know also if you're linking through to your bank through PayPal check those as well because I'm a massive like I've got Hey You that's getting deleted today yeah um, Spotify I have to hold on to that yeah it's my life yeah. Um, but yeah there's all of these things that might not actually show on your bank statement but they might come through another yeah, yeah exactly so yeah just be just try and be as responsible and just have those conversations and I think as well if there are people around you that don't want to have the conversation then move on yeah they're not conversations that you need to be having with those individuals like everyone your circle needs to be like you know there's a saying that says that you are the sum of the five people that you spend the majority of your time with yeah you know so if that's like mum dad etc whoever that is if they're not having conversations about these things where you can all level up together then get a new circle yeah be responsible and start having these conversations because it can change your life and it can change other people's around you Mm, i love that um we do have a few more minutes left and i want to play a little game okay um because i'm a loser um (laughs) can so let's play this game where we use different words to describe money so i'll go first cash Tool. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Investments. Pensions. Opportunities. In control. That's, that's two words. <laughs> we'll have that. You'll get half the one for that one. Um, Moolah. 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 Insurance. Choices. Means. Income. Wealth. Sterling. Currency. <laughs> Net worth. Net worth. Oh, uh, this is getting hard now. <laughs> <laughs> um, savings. Pension. Oh, you said pensions already. Um, Credit score. Oh, that's a good one. Banknotes. Assets. Liabilities. Oh, capital. Pounds. Appreciation. Frank. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Okay, I'm gonna stop us there Selena wanted to come back. I had to put her on pause for a second. Um, that was, I feel like this has been, I always say this, but this has been a really, really great show. Um, I've, yeah, I've had a great time and I hope you guys have. And hopefully we can continue the conversation. Um, so anyone that wants to hit us all up, you can find me and the company that you're listening to, thyself, on Instagram at thy.self. Um, Ella, you can find me on Instagram at Ella, E-L-L-A underscore ensures, E-N-S-U-R-E-S. And you have a website. Um, I have a website, ellaensures.com, and then also the email as well. It's just ellaensures at gmail.com. Fantastic. 
Yep. So it's Selena Black Girl Finance, and it's on Instagram. It's at Black Girl Finance UK. The website is www.blackgirlfinance.co.uk. And if you want to email me, it's Selena at blackgirlfinance.co.uk. And make sure you pre-order the book. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, thank you all. Thank you, Foundation. Thank you, ladies. It's been incredible. Um, having us. Have the best week, people. Yeah. Thank Take you, care. guys. Thank Bye. You. Bye. I know